This podcast may contain adult language and situations, graphic, gory details, and other not-so-nice things. Listener discretion is advised. I'm Ashley. And I'm Lacey. And this is United States of Murder. This week, we're in Arizona discussing a man whose remains were found in three counties. So buckle up and join us on this dark and twisted ride through the Grand Canyon State. Author Anna Benson wrote, When it comes to female killers, the most common type of crime is meridicide, or murdering their husbands. There are many motivations behind taking someone's life, but killing a person so close to you is often fueled by passion, financial gain, jealousy, or betrayal. The case I'm about to discuss is the perfect example of a woman scorned. It will soon be discovered that a loving mother and grandmother murdered her husband in cold blood because leaving him simply was not an option. Sherry Grifton and Dwight Tobine grew up on adjacent farms outside of Clifton, Kansas. Dwight was born on May 8, 1953, and Sherry was born on July 24, 1956. His family owned a farm, and her family owned a successful propane business. It was a match made in heaven. Maybe it wasn't. I, I don't know. <laughs> I'll be the judge. <laughs> Just growing up on adjacent farms, I guess, isn't enough. But they got married in 1975, and a few years later, they moved to Salinas, Kansas, so that Dwight could study animal sciences at Kansas State University. While he was in school, Sherry worked in a hospital call center. Together, they had three children, Jennifer, Brett, and Allison. Dwight was involved in youth sports, coaching his daughter's softball team, caddying for his son's golf tournaments, and refereeing basketball games with his oldest daughter. That's a lot of duties. Imagine having three kids and having to do sports for all of them. You would be like, absolutely not. I have one and I feel Only like... Only one kid can be sporty. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know what? Max is in two different sports all the time. He's always in minimum two. And there are parents that will split up and one yeah. will have to go with like the daughter oh and do all gosh. her things and the other it's one... a lot. Yeah. And kids that do a lot of sports, oof. Mm-mm. It's too much. Dwight also enjoyed bicycling, camping, snowshoeing, hunting, and he loved exploring the mountains of Colorado. So Dwight got a degree in animal science, but somewhere along the way, he lost most of their assets by trading stocks. He didn't want to stop trading, he wanted to get better at it. So then he got a job as a commodities broker to learn more about stock markets, which seems out of left field for me. I don't know why he didn't do anything with his animal sciences degree, but yeah, he just went into a whole different direction. I don't know. Anyway, so then they moved to Denver so he could study business at the University of Denver. He graduated in 1991 with a master's degree in business admin. He actually decided to use this degree and started Tobine and Company, a loan brokerage company. I have no idea what that means. <laughs> Sorry, important. finance people. I don't get that. Sounds very, very mathy. Right. 
Sherry wasn't so sure that his business would make enough because, you know, early on he lost their assets. So she got a real estate license. But unfortunately, her license was revoked years later in 2004. They didn't get into details, but they just said realtors have to follow a very strict code of ethics. Uh And she failed that, I guess. But luckily, Dwight's business was successful. In 2004, Dwight suggested that they move to Gilbert, Arizona, because the real estate market in Arizona was booming. Hmm. Their kids were grown at this point, so it was just them making the move. So they bought a nice big house with six bathrooms in a gated community. Nice. It was clean in six bathrooms. That mother. <laughs> she is. Just, I can't imagine. Shortly after, Dwight joined the Golf and Country Club. They were just, you know, working their way up the ladder. And apparently, business was going really well because Dwight bought Sherry a Jaguar. (laughs) As poor folks say, Jaguar. Jaguar, Which was her dream car. Girl, I'd be happy with the new Prius. (laughs) (laughs) Please, somebody help her get a new Prius. She's Detroit leading out there. (laughs) But as some time passed, Sherry got concerned that Dwight wasn't as interested in his business anymore. She just thought his heart wasn't into it. And she was worried that this would affect their now very lavish lifestyle. So for some reason, even though she had absolutely no experience Dwight let Sherry manage the business. He's the one with a master's in it, but he basically is like, I don't care. You do you do it. He must have really trusted his wife. That's what I was thinking. And maybe she was smarter just because she didn't have a degree. Maybe she was smarter than we were giving her credit for. Well, it maybe was not. a huge mistake. <laughs> Sorry. I mean, I would love, maybe not. I would love to say that. I really would. Like, oh man, she was a badass. No, she sucked. So he started receiving calls from clients asking about his health. He was totally fine. He was in good health. And he had no idea what people were talking about. Turns out, Sherry had been telling them that he was in the hospital. She was doing this to delay their payments. To buy time. Yes. Hmm. So everyone thought this dude was sick. Oh, boy. Shortly after, Dwight noticed that $50,000 was missing. That's humongous. That's not just like a couple hundred. 50 grand. She really thought he wouldn't notice. And he really, she didn't explain what she spent it on. She just said she used it for, quote, family expenses. I mean, they've got a lot of kids. Kids are expensive. Well, they're grown, though. They're grown. They don't live there. They're out of the house. Okay, okay. Yeah, so. Sorry. So they're grown. They're, yeah, the kids are grown. Don't live in the same state or anything. It's just them two. But but they've made a huge lavish lifestyle. So she's probably buying fancy clothes. But we don't know what right. we don't know. But she, you know, said oopsie, and he accepted that, and still let her manage the business. He must have really loved her. I don't. I don't know. I just. It's frustrating, but I mean, I guess if he really didn't want to deal with it, maybe she. Was good at apologizing. I don't know. I love I don't know. how you think that's what she was good at. <laughs> well, you know what I mean. <laughs> it was something. <sighs> of course, she kept stealing money. 
But then something way worse happened. She started sending ominous texts to her family and then went missing. She was sending messages to her own family Mm -hmm. from her phone? Yeah. And she wasn't missing for long because Dwight found her at a friend's house. She tried to overdose. Medics arrived and she survived. She told him she wanted to kill herself because they owed creditors over $1 million. (sighs) So you're going from $50,000, which is a ton of money, to a million dollars? She was probably stealing money all along then, you know? And it's still, like, not clear what in the world she spent that money on. Some people speculate that she was into gambling and kept losing a lot of money and kept trying to win it back. And it was just, you know, a losing battle. Maybe she had a much younger lover. None of that's been confirmed. Like, to this day, we don't know what she was blowing all that money on. That's a ton. I can't even imagine having a million dollars to spend. I'd be just going to Taco Bell every day. (laughs) That's all. I'd be like, yes, Taco Bell. (laughs) Yes, Goodwill, I can get what I oh want. Oh, my now. gosh. Could you imagine? I'd buy a Goodwill. Goodwill? No. Oh, I'd go to buy Bedrock. <laughs> That's what I would do. I'd buy Lisa Frank. <laughs> Look, we could be neighbors. Yeah, for real. So, obviously, at this point, their lavish lifestyle was over. They pulled one of the Real Housewives' ultimate sins. They got themselves deep in financial trouble. Dwight had to sell their huge home to pay off debts. And they had to downsize and rent a condo in Scottsdale. Oh, shit. You're talking about fancy pants gated community with a Jaguar. Uh Uh-uh. And now they're at the Mm -hmm. the apartments next to the laundromat. Yeah. Then the FBI got involved. Yeah, not good. And investigated their company for fraud. Dwight was advised by an attorney to divorce Sherry and block her from using their remaining financial assets. Well, she's done all this. I'm not going to blame anybody because they are married. I guess it's different. I don't know what it was like, but why did you let her have access after all this? You had to have an attorney? I mean, he probably didn't want to believe that she was capable of. And he had, I mean, they've been together for like 35 years. It's a long time. They had grandkids together. They looked like just a happy little old couple. Not that old, but you know what I mean. I've got... Their retirement age, basically. I've got a friend, and he and his wife divorced, and it was got real messy, and he didn't realize until they were in the middle of it that she was almost $50,000 in credit card debt. Oh, gosh. And it was one of those things where... You know, her attorney approached his and was like, if you don't pay this, absorb this debt, then she's going to take half of your retirement. And so he did. He absorbed that debt on himself and like she got a fresh, clean slate. I can't even imagine. Couldn't imagine. Mm-mm. People were shitty. Yeah. And you think you know someone? Like, I'm sure he thought he knew knew her very well. Right. And- he was just blindsided by all of this. I feel terrible for him. I would almost rather you just cheat on me than fuck with my credit score. Oh, for that, real? Listen, it takes that, too long to build that back that up. That ruins a lot of your life. Listen, I can nurse my broken <laughs> heart back, but... It's hot. Yeah, I'm like... I can't tr- be trying to uh, get my credit score back up. I mean, there, 
in their retirement age. Yeah. Instead of being able to retire, they have the FBI looking in on them and they're and can barely afford to make ends meet. He's greeting people down at Walmart now. Yeah. It's just like a whole a, a <sighs> 180 on their entire lifestyle. Mm-mm. So after 35 years of marriage, Dwight decided to separate from Sherry. He didn't file for divorce yet, but he told her that he wanted to separate and he had plans to move back to the Midwest in late November of 2009. Dwight's brother, Bryce, told him he could stay with him in Enid, Oklahoma, if he'd like, until he got himself back on his feet. So Dwight rented a trailer to prepare for his move. But Dwight never made it to Oklahoma. He was supposed to be there in time for Thanksgiving. Bryce received a text from Dwight that said, I've got the flu. Then, a few days later, he received a text that said, I'm moving to Mexico. Please don't tell anyone. Here's the deal, though. Since Bryce knew the FBI was investigating them, He's like, okay, he's fleeing the country. Sure, it's it tracks. Yeah, he's like, Dwight's trying to evade the FBI. They can't possibly pay them back. And then his children got similar texts. Yeah. And Sherry confirmed that to the children. So weeks passed, and Dwight missed spending Christmas with his family. Then he missed the birth of one of his grandchildren. No one spoke with him. Just through text and email which is always a red flag on these types of things. If you don't ever hear someone's voice, yeah, why? Why can't you call? Right. And he was not the type of man to miss important events, miss family functions or anything. He was super close to his kids. I mean, you heard about everything he did when they were growing up, and he was super close with his grandkids. There's no way he would just basically ditch his family. Right. They hadn't seen him since November. So this is July. One of their kids was like, this has got to end. Something's wrong. This is fishy. It's too long. Yeah. They called the police to tell them that they were concerned about his well-being. So the police were well aware of the Tobin's financial trouble. So after Dwight was reported missing, Sherry was placed under surveillance. Oh, boy. Yeah. And it very quickly paid off. I guess she probably found out about her, she knew her children called in, so she was prepared. So one day, they saw her putting a garbage bag in a trash bin behind a store. Just right off out the gate, day one, they're like, oh, there she's doing something weird. After she left, they fished the bag out of the bin and found a gun and clothing. Scottsdale police arrested Sherry, who was 53 at the time. Sorry, I I guess I thought she was a little older than that. Sorry for all the old person things. I'm like, that's really not that old. 53 is not that old. <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, um. <laughs> sorry. When she was taken in for questioning, she admitted to shooting Dwight. But she said it was an accident. She told police she was going to take her own life because Dwight had told her he wanted to separate. So she had already kind of, so she had that one. She laid the groundwork. She laid the groundwork. I don't want to say she lied about suicide, but based on everything that's come out, it's pretty apparent that that alleged attempt, she purposefully didn't take enough to 
right. die. She wanted people to think she was suicidal. Clearly, she's suicidal. She's tried it before. Because this was very close to. Yeah. yeah. So she laid the groundwork. But they found out she purchased a handgun and practiced shooting at a local gun club the year before on November 22nd. So she told them she bought the gun and was practicing the gun because she was planning on killing herself. Well, then you wouldn't care if you... <laughs> this dumb bitch. I know. I'm, when you practice shooting, you're practicing on targets. Targets that are... You know what I mean? Yeah. You, obviously, anyone knows to kill themselves. You're not, look, you're not pointing it away from yourself. Why would you need to practice? For a year. Sorry, this was like November right before he went missing. Okay. Well, so still. she, yeah, yeah, yeah. But you wouldn't. No. It, that makes no sense. So she said she was trying to shoot herself while Dwight was lying on the bed. First of all, why would he just be lying on the bed chilling if you're like waving a gun around? And I thought y'all were separating. Yeah. Just, so why would he even be laying in the I'm same bed? I'm laughing because you? she's so absurd. But she said he was lying in the bed, and all of a sudden, he attempted to grab the gun, and it accidentally went off. And she said she accidentally shot him in the arm. Well, here's the thing. The bullet ended up in Dwight's head, not his arm. She told police she shot him in the arm. Not true. It was square in the head. What an accident for it to be like. Right between the eyes. Right, no, yeah. <laughs> well, Yeah. <laughs> It killed him instantly. One shot. Yeah. So, never mind. Possible, but unlikely in this, you know. So she said she didn't report it to police because she thought no one would believe her. Yeah. <laughs> I mean. I would risk that versus. All this. I mean, she wasn't good at hiding evidence. Clearly. Just. I don't know. I feel like we've learned enough from TV to where if you accidentally hit someone while driving or shoots just turn yourself yeah. in then yeah. i don't know now i'm getting to a whole spiel but then your guilt stays with you forever and then blah 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 anyway so she told police she wrapped up his body in their bedding and dragged him to the garage then she wrapped him up in a tarp placed the body in the back seat of her car drove to east phoenix and dumped the body that's what she said. And she told them that she would help find his body, and she directed them to a specific area off the Bush Highway in, in the Tonto National Forest. But, of course, investigators could not locate any remains. Detective also found Dwight's pickup truck, abandoned in an apartment complex parking lot, and Sherry admitted to driving it there. They looked at their cell phone records, and it did confirm that the same cell phone tower areas were used by both of their phones, so they were able to just get further evidence. Dwight was not in Mexico. Right. He, their phones were together this whole time. Sherry was booked on a single count of first-degree murder and abandoning a human body. She was later charged with four counts of forgery. After he passed her signing documents, you know. Sherry left out a lot of details when she was talking to police because, turns out, Multiple people found remains of Dwight's body in late December. After she shot Dwight, accident or not, she actually stored his body for a while, 
No. Then dismembered him with some type of saw-like tool. And she scattered his remains in three different counties in Arizona. Maricopa, Pinal, and La Paz. How do you just dismember? Taking a saw to someone's body, that's the worst thing I could even think of. I can't even, no. And some remains have not been found to this day. I don't think she buried them either. She just drove around scattering them, so it's... At the time, police didn't know about Dwight's murder. So these people were calling about finding body parts, and they were collecting all the body parts, and they developed a DNA profile off of this. Because they were finding these in December. They didn't even know Dwight was missing until the next year in July. So they were kind of just like, okay, who is this man? No one's looking for him yet. Like, when they found out that he was missing, they easily connected the dots and found out that the body parts were a match to Dwight. Sherry confessed to accidentally shooting the gun while trying to shoot herself, but she would not, con- she would not confess to flat-out murder. Arizona filed a notice seeking the death penalty, which is the main reason it got dragged out for so long. Sherry requested an avowal to avoid execution, which basically means a frank and open statement of acknowledgement of guilt. Dwight's sister, Arliss Keller, also wrote in and asked for the death penalty to be dropped. She said that she learned that closure from the death penalty is a myth and that execution does not bring peace. She went on to write that because the death penalty was on the table, It took more than three years to bring her brother's killer to trial. Without a death sentence looming over Sherry's head, she might have simply pleaded guilty within a few months, ensuring she would be safely incarcerated and they could focus on healing as a family instead of following countless, endless court proceedings. Arliss said, quote, I learned that for many families, a long-awaited execution does not bring any sense of peace leaving survivors adrift years after years of living in limbo. I also learned about the appalling frequency with which people have been convicted and sentenced to death for crimes that they did not commit. Despite our certainty that the police had the right perpetrator in my brother's case, I wanted nothing to do with a system that risked executing an innocent person. That's a perspective I hadn't really thought of before. Because she said that she was also worried Sherry would feed off the attention her death penalty case would receive. Yeah. And they were in limbo for so long she feared her mom wouldn't survive the stress of a death penalty trial. Their family would be further traumatized. Because there's years of continual appeals and all of that when there's a death sentence. And while waiting for the trial to happen, Dwight's father died. They said of a broken heart. And many other family members suffered serious illnesses. She wrote a piece in Into AZ Central that I'll link up in the show notes, but it's very well written and worth a read in its entirety. And it's an interesting take because most articles you read like this are written by people involved in the case, like they're trying to help the one incarcerated, Mm -hmm. for lack of a better word. Um, The person that has the death penalty or option, kind of like the Innocence Project. Right. They're trying to help the people in there. Yeah. But this time... Like, they don't care about Sherry. They're just, they think she's guilty. They just hated the system and wanted what was best for their family, basically. So finally, Sherry pleaded guilty, and there was no trial. 
on May 17, 2013, over three years after Dwight's murder, Sherry was sentenced to life plus 31 years. She went to Perryville Prison and worked as a library aide, computer tech, and porter in prison. She died on January 1st, 2021. I couldn't find the cause of death. But I don't think it was anything like shanking or whatever. Right, right. Nothing. No. My sources were the Phoenix New Times, AZ Central, Murderpedia, and badmarriages.net, which <laughs> let me I tell you. I have no idea that that There are some existed. bad marriages out there. And I didn't have time to read it, but there's a book called Husband Killer, Sherry Tobine, written by Anna Benson, if you'd like to learn more about this case. This is definitely interesting. Yeah, people kind of compared it to this is kind of going on the same timeline of Jody Arias, uh-huh. Jody Arias, and this one kind of got ignored because Jody's case was so much wackier. Uh-huh. It just sucks because these people fuck up and, and steal money and do all these things and they get in so deep and For the nothing. person that they do it against is the one that most generally ends up dead because they're trying <sighs> to cover it up. Exactly. Lord. It's just, it was a web. It got out of control fast. I, I wish I knew what she was spending that money on. It just makes me curious. But we'll never know. Oh, goodness. So no new patrons this week. But I wanted to say thank you because we made it to 400 reviews. Yes. We are over. We're at like 406. But I posted a little thing on Instagram. We needed a couple more. We got a bunch. They're super nice. Thank you so much. It helps us out in the algorithms. We don't know why, but it does. And we've also been getting a ton of emails about Clashindra Hall's case. And a lot of recommendations about Arkansas cases that we wish we could cover them all. But as you know, we cover a different state each week. I'm like, we need to find someone in Arkansas that just covers Arkansas cases and start referring right. them to. I'm like, that's such a good suggestion, but we like, sorry. Don't stop, though. We like yeah, it. Yeah, keep giving, keep us, giving Rex. us Rex. Of all the states, though. All the states. So I binged all of it of Archive 81. I finished it last night. I started to watch it last night. I turned it on, and it looked a little scary so I turned it off because oh, it was like 11 and I was there's a demon ish involved just to woo you a little bit a little okay. bit I'm but gonna watch it tonight it's spoiler already- not not that big of a spoiler I kind of think the demon quote unquote looks like a little like an alien it's kind of weird I'm like that's an they call it a demon I'm like that's a freaking alien <laughs> you're like know your cryptids people my only thing is there's not a new season and it ends as though maybe they were going to make a new season. It's kind of a cliffhanger, but I just tell myself that it all worked out in the end because I know there's not going to be another season. Well, speaking of but demons, it was still good. when's Evil come back? Huh? Evil. Oh, I don't know. I feel I like it's been a long time. Wasn't that a summer show? I feel like it's been a long time as well. Apparently, there's been previews of it. And they're they're saying it's returning this summer for an even creepier fourth season. So it's coming soon. Well, they better hurry up. Have you heard of the new movie Boogeyman? I keep hearing about it on podcast commercials. But I think it's just called Boogeyman. Now let me look at that. uh Uh-uh. Yeah, The Boogeyman. An hour and 38 minutes. And you said it's on what? 
This is not out yet, but it's oh. coming to theaters. Damn it. I need it to go straight to streaming. It's by, it's from the mind of Stephen King. Oh. But it is PG-13. Well. So you can take that. <laughs> I don't know if you'd want, if he freaks out about Boogeyman stuff or no. not. No. It's releasing tomorrow. <gasps> yeah. Um, it's about a family and, of course, a patient. Blah, blah, blah. They need help. There's something feeding on families. Bada bing, bada boom. It's the boogeyman. It looks creepy. The reviews aren't as good as the other one you were talking about. I keep forgetting the name. Evil Dead Rise. Yes. The, the reviews aren't as good. But, I mean, I'll, I'll watch it when it comes out on. Same. Whatever it is. <laughs> Has Stephen King had a movie in a minute? Not in a while. Not in a while. Hmm. But I do love a anything Stephen King, so. Have you been watching anything else? No. I've been watching. I've just caught up on everything. I've been watching the ultimatum, Queer Love. It's like the other ultimatum, except with lesbians. I haven't, seen it. I haven't seen it. Oh, that's what you were talking about last night yes. at dinner. Oh my gosh. It's so interesting. They're all in lesbian relationships, except there's this one girl that's a pansexual, and she is causing all the drama. But one thing I like about it, and okay, so you know when you're watching a show with pretty girls and straight dudes, mm-hmm. the straight dudes are always like, they ignore every red flag they see because they're like, she's hot, who cares? Mm-hmm. Sorry, men. This mm-hmm. is true. Well, okay. I know some girls like that too. True. Well, on this, the girl that is giving all the red flags, instead of them like letting her get a pass, they'll be sitting all amongst themselves and they'll just keep calling her out like... Blah, blah. I'm like, oh my gosh. They're just like letting her have it. There's a new episode that dropped last night, but I don't think I'm going to be able to catch up before our trip. So I'm going to be so behind. Someone already asked me, have you watched last night's episode yet? I'm like, no, and I won't for weeks. I just saw this article on Ranker called 12 Times Black Mirror Scarily Predicted the Future as We Know It. No. I know. I know. I'm going to have to read this and report back. When's the new ones come out? The new, didn't you say there was a new season? I don't think they released it yet. Or did they say June? I can't remember. I think it's sometime this summer. June. Oh, it's man. June now, bitch. June 1st. It's, June it's literally the first. <laughs> oh my God, I've got to give Rhodey his heartworm preventative. Oh, Lord. Forgot. Girl. That's what all my little stickers are that you always think are birth control reminders. I'm like, <laughs> I don't take it once a month. <laughs> Some people do. I, I'm just saying, I was like, oh, there's your, I'm like, that's take heartworm your birth preventative. Take your birth control, Lacey. <laughs> oh my gosh. One time I accidentally put it in my mouth because I take my pills at the same time, usually. Uh, the heartworm? But I popped it in and immediately <gasps> spit it out. Because it tasted like dog food. I'm okay. This has been years. Oh my God. No, I just like put it in and popped it out. Like I would have. It was like this. I'm like, what am I doing? I would have driven myself to the emergency room. <laughs> yeah, you're probably right. I'm fine. It's been years. It's been years. But anyway, anything else before we go? Nope. No. Nada. We'll Anything be, new with you? We're going to be in New York next week. We are. The Big Apple. Or big the A. Big A. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Bye. Bye.